This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to Out to Lunch, the podcast in which I take fascinating people out for a slap-up lunch. And all they have to do is be witty and sparkling and tell me all their secrets. Hello. My guest today is... Um, she's loud. Yes. Yes, she is. She's loud. I don't think she'll mind me saying that. She's well known for being quite loud. She's very excitable. She has won two BAFTAs for Best Actress. She won these for Bleak House in 2005 and Poppy Shakespeare in 2009, when she was only in her early 30s. So, you know, she's an actress who knows what she's doing. Very good at her job. You probably know her from more recent things like Julia, her character in Motherland, and also DCS Patricia Carmichael from Line of Duty. Yes, that one. What can I say? I worked with her recently on A Spy Among Friends, and she's a hoot on set. She is the absolutely delightful Anna Maxwell Martin. Now, where are we eating today? We are eating at Morrow, which is a restaurant in Clerkenwell in Exmouth Market. Gorgeous little street, and it's a gorgeous little restaurant. It's one of my favourites. I come here quite often. It's nearly all Spanish, but with a hint of Morocco. Uh, there's some North African beats in there. Listen to me. Do I sound groovy? But it's just a delightful place. The ambience is fantastic. The kitchen is open to the restaurant and you just feel as if you're part of a big Spanish family. Uh, the serving staff are brilliant. The food is amazing. And, I mean, what else can you want? Let's eat. <laughs> Sitting. You're going to sit there. I'm going to sit here. Age, when I got the thing round, it said out yeah. to lunch. Yeah. I thought it. I didn't realise it was having. Going a lunch. out to lunch. No, I didn't realise that he's going out to lunch. I thought oh, I know why he's. I know what he's doing. Yeah. He's trying to say I'm. A nut You're dog. nuts. <laughs> How are you, darling? I'm all right. It's very good to see you. You too, love. You too. Have you suddenly in, in work now that the strike's over? Or... I'm not to all that stuff. So it didn't affect me at all. I'm not all those fancy unions. No, I'm Have you never done much, a big American um... series? No, darling. No, you haven't, have you? Have well, you, you? Don't need to. you don't need to, have do you? you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I nearly did. Did you? I nearly, well, I nearly did. I was... West Wing, West Wing. No, no, I'm sort of 
attached to one that I can't talk about, obviously, because it's an NDA. I have no concept of NDAs. I didn't really know what they were. And when I did Line of Duty... You are... They said... <laughs> I um, can't imagine you ever... Keep, I told keep, everyone... Keeping a no, secret. No, I mean, you know I can't anyway, but I didn't know about... And I, I told everybody Who I was H in it. was? I was so pleased. No, I said I was in it and whatever. Yeah. No, I didn't know who H was, because you know me, I don't read the scripts, do I? I don't right, read my read bits. your parts. And um, <laughs> so I got there, and I was so pleased. I told everyone, and they rushed in on the first day. I went, Anna, 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 quick, quickly, sign this document. You haven't signed your NDA. And I went, my what? And he went, your NDA. <laughs> I said, what's that? Oh, hello. This is Emma. Hello, Emma. Emma. Uh, Hi, nice to meet you. Are you on a drinky day? Uh, am I on a drinky day? Yes. Oh, I'm desperate for a glass of wine. Yes. If that's what you mean. Um, I'll have a Palo Cortado, please. So just a nice light white wine, please, darling. Thank you so Marvelous. much. Thank you. We'll keep these for a minute. Thank you. No, so they said, oh, <clears> you <throat> must sign this. I said, what, what, what's that? And so you mustn't, just to say, obviously, because you haven't talked to anyone or said yeah. anything about being in this show or... Or what's what the show's yeah. about? And I went. <laughs> when does it start? <laughs> does it start last week? <laughs> so then I was texting. No one, listen, guys. No one say I'm. I didn't know about those yeah. things. Have you ever run out of words? <laughs> you wish. No, no. I mean on set. I remember really. What do you mean forgotten things? Just not being able to do it. Oh, I remember doing a, isn't that more an a stage thing? Where I just couldn't. There was a big long speech, and you I couldn't do it. Couldn't. Eventually, they were holding boards up, and I felt like such an idiot. You know. Were people laughing at you and pointing? They were inside. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Johnny Vegas won't mind me saying this, I'm sure, but yeah. on Bleak House, he had an impossible task. Uh, it was a room full of all, all of us. Yeah. And he had to name, in Bleak House, is that man who spontaneously combusts. And Johnny had to name the in names of the birds. Junk shop. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a list of birds' names, <laughs> random. I'm not talking about the ladies, I'm talking about the uh, yeah. avian. Yeah. And he just started to lose his way. And I, we were all. Yeah. Juddering and they had to get the boards out for him. I mean, bless him, who would be able to learn that? Yeah. I mean, it's so hard. And we were really told off. And he had to have the boards. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never lost my way that badly. Although, on Line of Duty, they'll hate me saying this, but sort of in your notes, there's stuff written down. Yeah. And then the did next... You have, did you have complicated words? I can't remember. You just load. Procedural you, just, you, I, It was just like... Pages and pages and pages and pages. And if you're doing the interviewing, then you have to lead the interview. You're pages yeah. and pages. You're not responsive. You have to know. Yeah. And but there were there was little stuff in my notes. I couldn't make it up. And I don't think Jed would have liked that. No, I couldn't make it. Up. I didn't know what the rest of the script and, was. Um, and where were you last Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> uh, cut. But they did have it in little bits in my notes. Yeah. And then the next year I went back. I thought this would be fine. They didn't have it. There was nothing in the. Yeah, so oh, they'd taken away your prop. Yeah. Your prop cheat. Yeah. Cheers, darling. Yeah, cheers. Shall we look at the menu? Because <clears throat> she will ask us in a minute. Can we um, play the game? I, the game I like to play in restaurants. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to play it? Yeah. So I'm, I've got to guess what you're going to choose. Okay. And you've got to guess what I'm going to choose. Okay, so, I know what you're going to have for a starter. Do you? Because that's what I don't know. Oh, okay, we need to decide, and then I'm going to read your 
your brain. I usually do that thing where when the waitress approaches, I make my mind up at that moment. But then we can't play the game, All eh? right, no, OK. I'll pretend you're the waitress. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a big leap, is it? OK. So what am I going to have? For starters, you're going to have sweetbreads. No, I'm not. See, definitely not. I cannot touch sweetbreads. Oh, no, I thought you were It's one of the few things that. I can't eat. OK. Why? Awful. Uh, I had them once in, in a restaurant in Paris. Riz de Veau was the dish, and I thought, oh, that's going to be lovely, rice with veal. Uh, but it was sweetbreads. Just but a what, pair of what Is it because you don't want <laughs> that's basically to eat what balls? That's they are, isn't it? Eat balls. You know. Yeah. That's why I won't I might have them, actually, now I know what they are. <laughs> Mind me sweetbreads. <laughs> <laughs> could you not do I'm a Celeb and eat all those things? I couldn't. I think I could. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't spend a day without salt, I don't think. No, I wouldn't <laughs> like no fat or no salt, mm. or no wine or no coffee. No or, bloody wine. But what I'd hate most is the boredom. Yeah. Did you see that one where Jim Moy did it, uh, Vic Reeves? His oh, yeah, he went in, didn't he? Yeah. And you, you could, he, never, he never really got into the edit package. Did he you not? Know, they never used him. But you could see all around the camp, he'd put bits of artwork and everything. He'd obviously spend a lot of time during his... Maybe that was his luxury stuff, item. But it, but it wasn't... No, because he, he's an artist. He, he, he paints and makes No, but, yeah, but maybe he said, I need to, my luxury item, I need to take in my paints and my stuff so I that I can have something to do. I think he was just making out charcoal and bits of found stuff. Fecal. But he wasn't... They didn't edit him into the programme, as it Maybe he didn't say anything that was usable. Yeah. Maybe it was so blue. That would be me. I wouldn't make the edit, would I, Aid? I wouldn't make the edit. Tony Rotten made the edit, and he was... Was he on it? Cussing, yeah. You know who's going into it this year? Uh, Nigel Farage. Uh, Farage. Nigel Farage. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like to give it the northern pronunciation. Nigel like Farage. Garage! garage. <laughs> Nigel, Nigel Farage, Farage is, garage. is in the garage. Yeah. I mean, why did we leave Europe if it wasn't to get rid of stupid French names? <laughs> <laughs> Farage. Um, Look, we're going to order. Oh, I haven't looked at the What do you think mains. I'm going to order? I've decided. I feel I don't know you now. You're going to have beetroot soup. And then you're going to have... I might have the mushrooms, actually. The sea bass. What's a la plancha? On the grill, yeah. It means it's coming on a plate, so that's yeah. a positive. It'll be on a plate, yeah. <laughs> You don't have to catch it. <laughs> they just throw it, throw it, it into my mouth. <laughs> arr, arr. <laughs> There's always that thing my mum says. Oh, you have to order something you wouldn't make at home. Yeah. Don't you? I not. I could make. I could make any of this at home. You obviously do regularly. But um. But I'm just thinking. I can't, I don't make pork belly at home. You'd never make pork belly. I've made pork belly at home. Wood roasted chicken. With roast hair, roast, <laughs> so many roast. Huh? Would it what? <laughs> would roasted chicken? Would it cross the road and... <laughs> I might have the chicken. Is that boring? No, I think chicken can be really tasty. I'm going to have... Do you know what I'm having for my mate? The skate sounds, what it comes with, sounds yummy. Hispy cabbage, I love hispy cabbage. Hispy cabbage is a weird modern contraption. It's... It's just, it's no. just cabbage. It's just no. slightly pointed cabbage. I think you might feel a bit foolish if you now looked up the history of hispy cabbage and right. find it's been around for longer than you age. Yeah, That's but a long just, time. it used to be called pointy cabbage. 
It didn't. And now they're just giving it, well, a, it didn't. a kind of fashionable it did, name. It didn't. It wasn't it did. called Pointer Cabbage. It's, it's, it's called... a little cone-shaped one. Yes, it looks like a point. What Do you yeah. think everything that looks like a shape is called? It's named after. It's like butternut squash, not called that. It's just called round squash. It's from Hispy, which is a place. So now you've just wiped those people. <laughs> I think people on MasterChef just say it so they pretend they're not just cooking boring cabbage. Oh, I forget about MasterChef. You yeah. brought it up pretty early, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Once a winner, always a winner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, once a you winner, always decided. a loser, isn't it? Is that, I suppose so, yeah. Every competition is about everyone else losing. That's what I like to think. How do you feel about losing? <laughs> well, I do it a lot. Yeah, I think I do. I live in a house full of awards. And none of them are mine. Not yours. <laughs> yeah. She's got all her BAFTAs and Emmys and they? Golden Globes. Yeah. And I've got my pointless trophy. <laughs> yes. And my master Your master chef. Yeah. 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 Does she taunt you with them? Yes. Yeah. Nightly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want one of these? Does she make you polish them before you go to bed? You've got two BAFTAs. I've got two. You've got two BAFTAs. Yeah. But I've been nominated for, for a lot and For being the lost. best actress in Britain. But I, I was most proud to nominate for a comedy one. That's what I was more proud of, because I think comedy's a lot harder than doing drama. But winning two for Best Actress quite early on in your career. But that's the problem, isn't it, Aid? It was so early on. What's happened? Too I have soured. <laughs> have you not been nommed recently? Not been nommed for years. <laughs> yeah. The last one was Motherland. But before that drama, no. Did you get to do the embarrassing sitting in a chair and the camera's on you while you lost? I was giggling so much with my best friend that we were right. actually told off. Are you having the lamb? I am having the lamb, well done. Yes. Yeah, you got it. Yes, I won, mm, you, you lose. <laughs> you win. You win again. AD? Uh, I'm going to have the... <laughs> How come I don't know? He said he, said he wouldn't, he won't I'm, decide. I'm... Adam, he wouldn't decide until you were no. standing here at the table. Yeah, well, I've just, as she came, I've decided I'm going to have the salpisson di marisco. And could I have the glass of wine that's suggested with it? And then I'd like the grilled lamb with the glass of wine that's suggested with it. Absolutely. Oh, it's Sorry, me now, I've isn't it? before you in a kind of um, I'm going to have the mushrooms, way. please. On a plate. <laughs> Not thrown from the kitchen. And do you know what? I actually can't physically catch food in my mouth. So those mushrooms would be on the floor. No, I'm mean, gonna have the chicken because it's got chard with it and I love chard so much. Yeah, it's my favourite. Yes. Thank you. I read someone talking about you. I think Sharon Horgan said about you that you, you appear as if you don't know what you're doing until the camera turns over and then you, everyone is in awe of the way that you know what you're doing. I don't really, I don't think about it. I just don't have any thoughts. I just want to be in the thing. Yeah. And see what happens. See what you're going to do. In my experience, very little. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say doing an audiobook is one of the most difficult things. Have you ever done one? Uh, I have, yeah. So I don't know how characters. Stephen Fry... Well, but just reading that amount of... You start Keep to go mad in the booth. Going. You start yeah. thinking... What's... What have you done? What have you done? Yeah, you're like a you're prison. What oh, you... I, did, I did a terrible one where, <clears throat> as usual, I hadn't done enough prep. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't read the book. 
Only, and on, only on page 57 did you yeah. find out that the main character was a Geordie. Oh, it got worse than that, love. <laughs> much worse than that. What did you get? I didn't do much prep. I thought, well, I'll, I'll wing it. And went in and it was uh, about the war, Second World War. So I'm doing lots of different soldiers and they and I'm going from one to the other as they're conversing from Geordie to Scottish to Irish to Welsh yeah. to West Country to London to Yorkshire. To, are these all quite broad? Are you, having or, or are you good at accents? I'm good at accents, but when I haven't prepped, I don't even know the names correlating to the... Yeah. So your Geordie kept going to Scotland and... Well, I thought I was going to get cancer once. This was a few years ago, and I actually thought... And even at that point, I couldn't believe I was in the room. They asked me to do a Hillary Mantel. It's called Seven Months in Baghdad, or I can't remember what it's called. And, and I said, they said, look, don't worry, there's one Saudi Arabian character and one Pakistani character. And I thought, this is a bit odd. You get my friend, you get Indira to do it, or Lindsay Marshall to do it, you know, who's half Pakistani. I, was, I don't know why you're asking me to do it. I thought, fine. And of course, no, it, it mushroomed into four men from India, <laughs> two men from Pakistan, three women from Saudi Arabia. So I was literally, I was sweating, thinking, this is wrong. I want to leave the room. And they did buzz in and say, it's all starting to sound the same. <laughs> and I buzzed back and went, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> why was I, why was I there? So they are very, very difficult. I'm very close to uh, Ben Elton and um, we've been friends since the early 70s. And, uh, well, I know you go on the uh, boat trip, yeah, the canal and, boat. Yeah, and he, um, he wrote these books, started writing books. And uh, he'd, he'd always give me a copy. And, uh, and he came into the house one day and in my, into my little study and he, he saw the books on the shelf and he saw that I hadn't even broken the spines. No. You know, I hadn't opened them. No. And he, he was quite upset about it. And then an, an offer came through for me to read them. No. As audiobooks. No. And he didn't know. So I thought, that's it, I'm, I'm, I'll do that, I'll, I'll read them. So I, I read one called Stark, I think it was called. And... Um, <clears throat> I started reading it, and uh, the character went to Australia, and uh, so there was another Australian, and oh, there was another Australian, then there was an Aborigine, then there was another Aborigine, then there was a fourth Aborigine, and a seventh. You, I you can't be doing an Aborigine. I can't even do Australian. Can you not? <laughs> not, not really, not, not very convincing. So at that point, did you say, no, I can't do it? I just blundered through to the end. I, I would have said, said to you for your friendship, don't do it. Because I think yeah. Ben would have got cross and he said, yeah. look, 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 you haven't over, you have not read the books. <laughs> and now you've only read the books for money. You read the I book know. for money, Aid. Yeah. And then he said, well, you only read a half of it anyway. Because it was the time when they used to do abridgments. So, I mean... Never again, never do yeah. one again. Uh, you started off in Beverly. Near you. Were you born in Beverly? Near you, in Bocklington. Yeah. yeah. This surprised me that you went off and studied history. Well, I come from a really academic family. Yeah. So my... they wouldn't let you go straight to drama school? Or... They, they, Did you want to go done. straight to drama school? I wasn't. I battled my parents. I wasn't going to try and apply for drama school at 18 because I was a bit green. Yeah. I was from Beverly in East Yorkshire. I mean... Yeah. We didn't, I didn't it's even know what youth theatre was. I'm sure you know lots of people who went to youth theatre. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Up where I was, there was me going to Debbie on a Friday night for acting lessons. I, well, I, I thank... I was looking through your credits and you... I can't see where you've had a holiday. <laughs> I've had very long holidays. Have I, you? Trust me, I have. But I thank God I left with a job. 
and it was a play at the Donmar, a wonderful play, Marion Elliott directed, yeah. and with some real funny ones. And what they, was that? It was called Little Foxes. Oh, yeah. And I loved it so much, but the biggest gift is that my dad died. The day we finished the run, he died the next day. Oh. And so it was such a gift because I thought, he's actually seen that I'm not, not that he would ever, ever thought I was a loser, but I left with a job, I did a job, in an, and the Donmar then, the Donmar. It, it was the dream. Yeah. I, I, I remember I'd walk along the bridge outside the National, and I'd stand, honestly, I'd, I'd yeah. stand at the National, i think, one day, one <laughs> day, I'm going to infiltrate you one day. When did Bleak House come in your career? Yeah, I just got very chubby, didn't I? I uh, that was at the beginning. So I left, did theatre, I did, did... Did Little Foxes. I did, and then I was at the National for two years, and then I got out. After his Dark Materials, I said, I'm going to... Because they're very sweet at the National, they'll keep you. Dark Materials. Mm. This is a very strong start. I think with the National, so they're how, very how sweet, they'll keep you forever. Yeah. And you have to go, no, I'm going to leave, and I'm going to try and make it out there. Nick Heitner was so kind to me. I like working with Nick, he was a brilliant support of me. And then I, I got to the point, it's like, I'm going to have to go, I've got to go and try and... And I got Bleak House. Yeah. Brilliant Bleak House. It, it was, was brilliant. It was such a good version of it. It was so good. Because it was done like a kind of soap opera, wasn't it? Yeah, because it's half an hour. Little half hour episodes, and it was just very watchable, very kind of yeah. relatable. Did you get cross with the smallpox? Because you oh. had to have smallpox and you had to have all your spots on here. Right. Well, let me tell you about that. It must have been every day. It was horrific. There were two problems going on. I'd met Roger by that point. He was a feeder. But I, I didn't really well, want to do that. Were you talking about Roger? That. We should say who Roger is. Roger Michel. We should just pick a random Roger and yeah. not you say Roger Michel. Roger, Roger Michel, who, who is a director and a writer. I'd met Roger by that point. I was coming back very late. London shoots, very late. You, you want to film in Belfast, really, don't you? So you just whiz through the traffic and get back to your hotel. Yeah. Get back very late. Manchester's very late. And he'd, du- he'd done something like duck confit, eh? <laughs> Chuggle down the duck confit, OK? I'd then be back in a car at half four because of the smallpox. So I was getting fatter and fatter and spottier and spottier. And the smallpox call was long because there was the hair... It was sticking things on me. I think it was about a three-hour call. And, and no, I never got cross. I never complained. I didn't realise that, that, that there's remits around you not being allowed to not be in bed for only four hours before you get back into a car. Mm. I didn't know. So I was just like, yes. Uh, to be crude, I wasn't excreting anything that was going in. I didn't have time. So that was, that was also ballooning me. <laughs> there's sort of an in- impaction going on as well. But I didn't mind the calls. I also felt so lucky. I was in that makeup truck and people were coming in, amazing people were coming in and out yeah. of that truck. Mm. So I was pretty pleased. You do bleed at house and then you're offered, very thankfully, but you're offered every costume drama there is. Yeah. And in fact, I was offered persuasion. And I said at that point, I can't do persuasion. My husband has done the definitive version, I believe, of persuasion. I can't do that. And nobody wants to see me, as chubby as I am, now doing persuasion after that. So again, I had to go, no, I'm not doing it. I went to Cabaret in the West End. Someone called B-Ban Kidron th- completely threw me a line. She, and it was a Beverly link. What was the link I chopped to Beverly? off all my hair. 
B-band. So I was sort of still known as being like this. That's how I was known. That's it. And people thought I had a hyphen in my name. And what's his chops who makes all the films, improvised films, wouldn't see me. And everybody thought I was really posh. So I was thinking, oh, Jesus Christ. B-band had Googled me or whatever and said, oh, she's not posh. She's from Beverly. I'm going to get her in. (laughs) They can't have posh people in Beverly. What the hell's going on here? Maureen Lippman would say there's too many posh people in Beverly. <laughs> Maureen's very cross about Beverly. Is she? Yes. And um, I was really a bit sort of flummoxed with the whole thing. I sat on her sofa and I had short hair and I was a bit grumpy. She said, well, you're from Beverly. Come and do this. And that was my way out. And then I could do that, Poppy Shakespeare. Then I could work with Jimmy McGovern. I was so grateful to her. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, yummy, thank you. See, they're not on a plank. Thank you very much. Thank you. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Dearest lunchers, just to let you know that after you've finished listening to this, there's more. Yes, more. Join me over on The Digestivo, where you can hear your favourite guests tell us their top five restaurants in the world. Yes, that's in the world. That's potentially 60 restaurant recommendations from our special guests. And let me tell you, they know a thing or two about dining out. The Digestivo is also the place where we squeeze in some of the juicy extras that we didn't have room for in our regular episodes. For just £2.99 a month, you can get all that and every episode completely ad-free. Way less than the price of an actual Digestivo. This is the sort of thing you could be missing. We just stopped to have obviously a chat. Girls chat on the bikes. We're still chatting four hours later, Aid, <laughs> and the, the houses around us are like, they're pulling their windows down. Ah, <laughs> you know, and, and as we look around, we're like, there's a ring of foxes around us, mothers and babies. <laughs> See? Start your free trial of the Digestivo now by clicking Try Free at the top of the Out to Lunch show page on Apple Podcasts. We'd also love to hear from you about your food experiences, from the most heavenly to the most excruciating. Just email lunch at sonymusic.com. Right then, back to the chat. That's delicious, thank you. Yeah, I love those mushrooms, thank you. So am I right in saying, within 10 years of leaving drama school, you'd you'd won two BAFTAs? Yes, but as I say, don't dwell on that, because it's been a plateauing. I think I gave all I could early on. I was, I was a premature ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just hammering away. <laughs> How did you do it? Did you think you were being brilliant? So I've all... to, that's, a, that's, a, no, that's a leading question. No, no, I'll but, answer the question because right. if Nick, our dear friend Noodles, was here, yeah. he'd ha- go off on one now yeah. about that question because he knows I feel I'm so good at acting. <laughs> Are you joking? No. Right. No, I really think I have. We're talking about Nick Murphy. Yeah. 
mutual friend of ours who yes. directed Aspire Among Friends. Yes. And would in. come in and give me notes, and I go, mm. yes, yes, yes. And then I'd do them, and he'd be wrong. I go, well, that's wrong, wasn't it? And he go, yes, it was wrong. Um, wh- why don't you just do what you want? To do? <laughs> why don't you do what you want to do? Uh, yeah, I do, I'm not a needy actor. I, I don't need praise. I don't need. Um, I'll absolutely take help. I love direction. I love the director to be the boss, absolutely, and the boss yeah. of me. I, I never say, "Can I go again?" That was rubbish. I think I'm sure that's fine. I'm sure you've got something usable. Yeah. No, I, I said it. <laughs> I, I said the words. Would that do? Can I you can it. you cut around me? And also, usually I don't. I haven't even said it, have I? Anna's, Anna's very low on wine. Oh, I'd, I'd love another one of those. Oh, no, I'll do a little pairing thing. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. That's looking delicious, isn't it? Mmm. Look at that, what's that? This is the potato, I think. This is sort of lamb with a bit of... No. Ratatouille. This is a Swede. Try that Swede. That looks like mushroom. Oh, it's delicious. Try that. Oh, that's very good. We um, we are fictionally related. You have played Cassandra, Jane Austen's sister, and I played Henry, her brother. He was, he was the one who became a priest. Late what 2000s. was that you were in? I was in something called Miss Austen Regrets. You don't give me priestly he vibes. He became a priest. Didn't they all, darling? It was pretty ineffectual. He... Do you like playing ineffectual roles? I like playing anything I can go. Don't you? What's, what's your criteria? The people. Ma- massively the people now. What, the other people who are involved? Yeah. Well, suppose you're the first one approached, which you must be these days. Yeah, I say, got anyone else in mind? Hmm. Is this why Can't I don't get any yet. jobs with you? <laughs> <laughs> People aid, no, no. No, not him. No, 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 no. no. They're interested in you. Oh, no, they're not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone away. It's gone yeah, away. It's gone away. Yeah. They're, 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 looking at, they're looking in different directions. <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's the phrase they use? I love our agent because she never uses those phrases, does she? Never. No, no, she has used has looking she? in a different direction to me. <laughs> we should talk about auditions. What direction am I? We should talk about auditions. Oh, I've had some humdingers, yeah. baby. Well, I heard that your, your audition for Motherland, you, oh. you, you were so at the end of doing auditions, is actually what got you the job. I was just so done with it. My life was quite difficult at that time as well, and I was just like, I don't know. I think Rory Kinnear. You hadn't, just, had a, you hadn't had a BAFTA for a couple of years. I had a BAFTA for a couple of years, and instead I'd had two children. <laughs> two BAFTAs, I'd rather have two, two BAFTAs. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone like Rory Kinnear said, oh, God, no, I don't audition anymore. I just get offered. Really? I thought, Jesus fucking I bet Christ. he doesn't. Why am I traipsing and traipsing in? Yeah. With my BAFTAs in my pockets. <laughs> Did you hear the brilliant story about Shelley Winters? No. So when she, she got an Oscar, an Oscar for Poseidon Adventure, didn't she? Oh, I love and, Poseidon and, Adventure so and, much. And thereafter, whenever she went to meet with people, which was sort of a, a version of auditioning, 
she would take her Oscar with her and just put it on the table yeah. at the beginning of every Too conversation. Right. I should have done that. Yeah. Anyway, so I went into the foyer area. We have to sign in. It's like <laughs> roster of girls. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Must be 30 of them. Yeah. I thought, what the fucking fuck? This isn't a couple of people. I got in the lift and tears were springing to my eyes. I was like, oh God, I just feel so useless. <laughs> you know, I'm at my lowest ebb, these children, I have this difficult marriage, I'm at my lowest ebb. And I come out of the lift and Paul Reddy is there. Sweet Paul, the sweetest man. Hi Paul. I mean rude to Paul. <laughs> Already Paul's scared of me. And then sweet Catherine Hurt comes, comes out, Sarah, and she says, oh, do you want to come in? So I go into the room and literally stand in the doorway like that, my arms folded. Your arms folded. My jaw going. Paul Graham Linehan says, oh, it's uh, a nervy person at best. Oh, right, um, would, would, would you like to sit down? I'm literally, yeah, I'll sit down. Where do you want me to sit? <laughs> Strawberry teenage. I'm awful, awful. This point, Graham is terrified of me. Would you like to read? Yeah, I'll read. I'll read whatever you want. I'll fucking read. <laughs> you fucking want me to? <laughs> I'll fucking read. Do I read? And I don't read. And I actually do believe this. Oh, I approach all work the same. I don't approach anything as a comedy or anything as a drama or anything. I approach everything the same. So I just do the thing. Leave. I've been a mon- literal monster. I come out. Which is Sam, exactly what they want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I come out and I said, right, did I get it? No, no, they, they like you. They like you. They like you for the part. But, um... Graham would love to see you again. I'm not going in again. I'm not going in again. Wait, it's just that Graham's scared of you. <laughs> and so... I worked, turned up on the first day and I felt terrible. And Graham was scared of me. And I was like, I'm really not like that. I was just a real low ebb. I didn't... I don't know what I was doing. I'm so sorry. And then he also gave me the greatest gift, which was that he said... Because Graham is so... He's just so out there, you know. He's not really... Improvise, just do a load of stuff in the car on your own. There's no script here. Just do it. I'd never done improvised comedy. And I remember I knew the makeup artist. I drove off. They drove off on the low loader. I went... They've got the wrong person. They should have got Catherine Parkinson. I can't do this! As they drove me off. And then you just do it, don't you? Yeah. You just do yeah. it. And then it was brilliant. And then I improvised a lot for Graham in that pilot. And then we did the first season. And it just gave me so much confidence in a way that drama never had. Once you can prove your muscle like that. Yeah. And then I went on to improvise films in comedy and oh, lots of things in comedy and worked with Steve Coogan and I, I think it, it gives you a muscle that's so important. You, you kind of give it a, a reality and that's what people like. I think, especially motherland people, are looking for a connection, aren't they? They're looking for something that relates to them. And most people relate to Julia. It's, the, the thing we love about her is when your spine is just going, please don't, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> she's really just making a tit of herself. I read Diane Morgan saying, talking about the filming of it, that you and her were just desperate to try and organise bits where the children weren't in it. Yeah. Because they're very hard to chaperone and kind of... This is is different to the way you treat your own children, obviously. No, it's the same. I get Diane round and we try to organise times so we're not with the children. 
No, we didn't have masses of interest in the children, bless them. I don't think it was a show... Are they the same children? Do you know, I've never really looked at the children. It's not really about parenting, I don't believe that show. It's about Not adults being like children. Mm. I play this game with a few people. Uh, so, I'm going to give you a name and you have to guess what programme it was in. Merrily. Was it Merrily? Oh, shit. Okay, I know it. I know it. Yeah. I know it, Bozo. You, you okay, know I know it. Okay. okay, it's a thing where I was a vicar... I was inhabited with a paedophile devil. Uh, he inhabited me, and it was called... I'm pleased that you're, you knew. I can't remember what it's called. It's called Midwinter of the Spirit. OK. Suki. Oh, I know this. Yeah. I know this because there was a fan page. There was a fan page on Suki? Yeah, there was a fan page which was called... It was to do with Suki, but it was called See Lyra's Tits. That was the fan page. All right. Were mm-hmm. your tits in the show? Yeah, my tits were out because that Suki was from... Doctor Who, mm-hmm. I had to lie on the ground. Tits, not tits out, it was a low-cut top. A low-cut top out. And as you can see, I've got huge bosoms. <laughs> I had to lie there and shoot Simon Pegg with a gun whilst the crew were frantically using a red felt-tip pen to colour in polystyrene and throw the polystyrene balls at me and Simon, and that was to denote that the building was falling down. Right. That, that was really, Doctor Who in really the good old pony. days, baby. Yeah. It was oh, funny. I love Simon Page. He's a very funny man. He was very funny. But shall I tell you a story about Simon? Very funny. Yeah. We were laughing, laughing, laughing all the time. At one point, which was absolutely horrific for me, Aid, I had to be a droid. So he turned me into a droid. So I had to sit completely still and quiet. I mean, it's difficult for me, isn't it? Yeah. Still and quiet. And the cameras then, he has to swoop in here and talk to me, the droid, and go, ha-ha, I've got you, you droid, you absolute numpty, you're under my power and my spell, or whatever he had to say. So he'd swoop in. What era of Doctor Who was this? When he first came back with Chris Eccleston. All right, yeah. And he, Chris was so grumpy. And, he, and, and Simon swooped in and would start talking, and then we'd both just... <laughs> Can you hear what we're saying? The whole <laughs> <laughs> People throwing bits of red polystyrene at you. And they couldn't tell Simon off because he was a big star. So they were only telling me off badly. Like, yeah. Anna, please focus, concentrate. This is before your BAFTAs. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lord. Bessie. Oh, I know this. Oh, yeah. Yes, because I, I know this because my mother was quite appalled. Um, appalled. I know, actually, I know this because also. It was my first brush with death, playing a dying person, and actually having to pretend to be dead. Yeah. I thought they could cut round you breathing. (laughs) But no, they can't cut round you breathing. So you're not allowed to breathe. And I died of fluff on the lung. Died what? Fluff of the lung. Fluff of the lung? That's very good. (laughs) You should know about that, that, eh? Is that from the cotton mills? Yes! Yeah. Fluff of the lung. Fluff of the lung. Can you imagine? It's a pretty awful death, that, isn't it? Fluff of the lung. Yeah. Bessie. Fluff on the lung, north and south. Mary. Mary's easy. Oh, come on, that's loose, I don't know. No, no, come on, Mary's easy. I'm sure I've played loads of Marys. No, you haven't. You've only played one. What's the famous Mary? Queen of Scots. Yeah, you haven't played her, have I you? I haven't, no. No. So why do you say that? Shh. Shush, Anna. Shush, Anna. Mary Shelley. <laughs> oh, Mary Shelley. Oh, Mary Shelley. Sorry, That's Mary very nice Shelley. Part to play. The Frankenstein Chronicles. 
Yes, uh, with sweet Sean Bean. What's the thing you're most proud of doing? Is it something that isn't famous? Probably Shakespeare. Is this national? No, probably Shakespeare is what I won a BAFTA for. My first, oh, second BAFTA for. I thought you just said Shakespeare. No, 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 no. God, not oh, Shakespeare. Right. Shit oh, Christ, at that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Shit at all <laughs> plays. Just do a play next year. I thought you were brilliant in Poppy Shakespeare. I just felt like I don't want to be me. I don't want to sound like me, look like me. Uh, I've seen a picture of you and your mum. Well, I think it's a picture of you and your mum. It is. But it was also used no, in, it's a picture of me in and my Poppy Shakespeare. She was livid. She was livid. She was livid. Because, uh, I mean, your fictional mother in that was a kind of nutter. She died. She was a nut job. Yeah. And then I was a nutter. Mum was really cross. Aww. But in all the pictures, she does look quite depressed. <laughs> and it was perfect. This sort of person who is this child who is yeah. effervescent with wanting to be happy. And the mum is <laughs> just not. <laughs> Yeah, Mummy wasn't happy about that. When it, nearly every drama you ever do, the art department will come oh. to you at some point and say, can, we, can we have some photos of I you looking like your character? <laughs> you think, well, I've got them. about six pictures of me and they've been on bloody everything so far. Yeah, no. I always want to say, think a, something better to do. I played a, a glamour model agent recently and uh, the art department said, have you got any pictures of you with glamour models? <laughs> I said, strangely, I haven't. I wish you <laughs> well, said, not, not that my wife knows I about. I have. <laughs> oh, look at these lovely desserts. Oh, I love a dessert. Oh, I'm going to have the magnum raisin. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to have, but you're obviously going to order for me. God, I believe I you're going to have the ice cream. Can we order some desserts? What would you like? It's so difficult, but I'm going to have to go for the chocolate tart. I'll have a the Malaga raisin ice cream and a glass of the recommended Pedro Jimenez. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Thank you very much. It's been delicious. Absolutely gorgeous. It's been absolutely delicious. It but I knew it would because I've got the cookbooks. I come here a lot. Says, I don't recognise you. I don't, I, I I don't recognise anything you. from the cookbooks. I've, I didn't see you buy the cookbook. <laughs> I've never seen you use the cookbook because I haven't. I haven't. I'm too busy. Do I look like I've got time to use the cookbook? <laughs> You're turning into Julia. How much of you is Julia? There must be... There is quite a lot. I've, I've known you personally, and I've seen the programme. You don't... You don't... You haven't seen me be I, like Julia, right? You I've seen the finished programme. I'm not... How, and I've seen on, you I'm in real right life. Her. She's demented. Every character anyone ever plays has some basis in the person who is playing them. You can't draw nothing. You can't... You can't write new. I think, okay, the flipping from blah, 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 to uh, the, the way she flips in and out of yeah. things, it is me. I don't pair and she like looks that. like you. You know, there's so, so many. <laughs> <laughs> She's much more confident than me. I wouldn't have the confidence to do half the things well, she does. Like a very confident person. No, I'm not. There's a confidence she has, which is like, no, no, I don't want, no, thank you. I don't want this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be a swimming pool. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, there's no way I could do that. No way. I'd be like, yes, where, where do you want me to lie down next so you can kick me? <laughs> yeah. So that's not, that's not like me. Yeah. No. I mean, it's interesting when you have to play a real person. Have you had to play a real person? A person in history? 
And it's, it's a real... <laughs> no, what do you mean? Someone who's already... <laughs> a person who's existed? Yeah. OK. Have you done that? Uh, I have in front of you, my darling. <laughs> OK. I played Roger I Hollis, was... head of the MI5. <laughs> A famous historical character. Recognizable <laughs> as a real person. <laughs> this is why I don't get the BAFTAs. <laughs> if I divulged how you bastardised Roger Hollis from the point of cut, I'm not going to share with the viewers. You said some pretty smutty things. Did I? Point of cut. With Roger I think Roger Hollis Paul, did as I think well. Paul Roger Hollis. I looked up Roger Hollis. <laughs> and, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's quite a lot of things about him. But the thing I, I grabbed onto was the fact that he was a fine, upstanding gentleman <laughs> until the moment he retired when he ran off with his secretary. That's right. That's right. You really channeled so the whenever, secretary gag, didn't we you? we had scenes and the secretary was there. That's right. I used to... Give I'm conceding the lot of the secretary. Yeah, I don't think any of it made it into the cut. No, let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> but when you play a real person, it's I think it's even more freeing because you don't have any producers on you going, oh, that's a bit weird. Don't if you do that, people won't like you. That was a lot of the stuff with Julia at the beginning. If you do that, people won't like you. Mm. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've just played a real person at the beginning of the year, and it's quite. Thank oh, you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, cheers. It's red. It's red. It's a sort of dessert sherry. I've never had a red pudding wine. Oh, look. <gasps> I'm Thank the you. Oh, yum. I'm the good one. <laughs> that actually much. looks yummy. It does look good, doesn't it? Yeah. That's delicious. Mm. Jesus, that's so nice. That's swimming in rum. Yes, I mean, sherry. Is that just rum? Sherry. Oh my bloody god, that's that's like Christmas on a plate. Aid. Mm. Malaga ice cream and raisin. What was yours? Chocolate and almond. Very nice. Not because this, but there you go. Don't, don't I, need to gloat. I win the um, dessert. Start a new podcast you, you called Gloating. Gloating, gloating while eating. <laughs> Anna, it's been an absolute delight having lunch with you. I would like to have lunch with you again. Will you do that? I'm afraid the answer is no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much to Anna Maxwell Martin. What a delightful human being. You can watch Motherland on all the usual streaming platforms. Just go to justwatch.com to find out more. And all seasons of Line of Duty are on the BBC iPlayer. Thank you so much to the team at Morrow in Exmouth Market, London. Go to morrow.co.uk for details. That's M-O-R-O. Just one R in the middle there. Not like tomorrow. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your pods for brand new episodes. And please tell your friends, enemies, and maiden aunts about us, because it really helps. The more people who listen, the more they let us make. Thank you to our production team. Production management is Poppy Thompson. The assistant producers are Rani Prescott and Dulcie Wadcock. Social media is Jonathan Imiere. And the recording engineer is Matthias Torres Sole. The mix engineer is Gulliver T. Kell. 
The senior producer is Selena Reem and executive producer is Ollie Wilson. Out to Lunch is a Sony Music Entertainment production. That was Out to Lunch. We've eaten all the grub that set our lips a smacking. That was Out to Lunch. We polished off the booze and soiled our napkins. Goodbye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>